Damn it. I did that wrong. <laughs> Fuck. Yo, what up? I'm bus driver. Hello? I, um, damn it. I did... Hello, my name is Bus Driver. Thank you. Um, here I am. You are great. Hope it goes well. Art Expo, turn to 12. It's really weird because I'm not really speaking to you in front of me. But I have to think of you in front of me because if I don't, then I won't be able to speak to you. How you doing? Lovely hood magic! driving around in the old Kia Soul. Me and Serengeti's tour vehicle. That's a sort of a economy size SUV sort of thing. And uh, I'm rolling around Berkeley right now. And I head out in the morning to New York City where we complete this leg of the tour. Then we have two more Texas states in June. But New York City completes our May journey. And that show is uh, Thursday, May 22nd. And we hope to see you there at Le Poisson Rouge. It's a beautiful day in Berkeley. I'm tired. I'm a little tired. It's been, you know, just traveling makes you tired. But it's been great. Gotten to see a whole lot of people. Gotten to see some places. Went down to Santa Cruz, drove up the one, the beauty, California beauty is is stunning. It's stunning. I just, I feel blessed to be able to live this lifestyle, to travel around, see different places. It really is a mitzvah. Sorry. My bad. I almost just ran right into that Infinity Sports car. No one honked. Uh, that was my bad, and I'm blaming you all because I was talking to you. You distracted me. He didn't even look me in the eye, the, the driver. He was just a little sports car driver, just a little guy. I'm looking forward to getting back to work on some music. been a while. I, I want to get into that flow. Don't get me wrong. I'm loving the travel. I, I would like to live a life, continue to live a life where... I do this a lot. God, the the fucking fauna, fauna, flora, the flora in Berkeley is just so lovely. I do miss it here sometimes. It's been great staying with my sister, stayed with Sean down in L.A. Good times. Okay, on the podcast today is... Bus driver. I first became aware of him in, I don't know, 2001 or two, maybe even earlier than that. I think the first time I heard him was on some like bootleg, yeah, 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 yeah. Some tape. I believe Pedestrian, my friend Brandon, sent it to Adam 
uh, my other friend who I was living with at the time. It must have been 99, 2000. And it was a tape of a bunch of different rappers from L.A., Project Blowed, Good Life rappers, and Bus Driver was on it. I remember hearing it and being like, who the fuck is this guy? He sounded like he was rapping backwards. He sounded like the guy from Twin Peaks, like, my arms and backwards, but it, but rapping. And very, very, very fast. And, oh, yeah, we were blown away. We were like, what the fuck? But, you know, we only heard, like, one song, I think. It was like, back then, it was hard to get your hands on something. It wasn't like today, where you can just... You know, go to Google and ask Google where the fuck to download something on your Napster <laughs> or whatever. Uh, so yeah, that's when we came. And then and then you know we did our our Cloud Dead touring and stuff and met Bus in two thousand one, I think, or two thousand two maybe. Ah man, it's all so cloudy. But I think I think I met him for the first time in two thousand two, and. He's a nice guy, but ne- I actually never talked to him. I, and there was like a beef. I remember there was like a beef between him and Dose, I think, early on in regards to, you know, who took whose style or something like that. Anyway, that quelled at some point. Uh, but he also messed with Mush Records. We messed with Mush Records. So we, 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 were, we were very like one degree of separation, but we just never actually sat down and had a conversation until now. Uh, and I was pleased to do so. What a what a mellow, balanced guy. Seems to have really figured some things out. I mean, of course he he would after so many years of doing it. He's he's been doing it longer than me. Uh, even it sounds like because he's if he started when he was like fourteen, it seems. So uh, gotta respect that. And he's still doing it with ultimate skill. With ultimate passion. It's a beautiful thing. I'm going to go and uh, maybe I'll take a nap before uh, whatever the hell pops off tonight. And I'm going to leave you with this conversation with Reagan Farquhar. So it was good. The, the Mother's Day experience was good. Good time. Um, Mother's Day. Obligatory. Yeah, of course. So it took place. All the participants were there. Right. <laughs> Everyone took a seat. We had a plate. Yeah. Who's the participants? Do you have Do you have siblings? I have a brother, and um, my stepmother has a brother, has a one-legged brother, and I have a father. What? Why? Now, why do you have to say one-legged? Does he just happens to be? Yeah. Okay. One-legged. Yeah. He hopped in my hopped in the car and hopped out one-legged. Okay. Okay. But uh, and I got have my father and I have my girlfriend and that's all who were in attendance. Okay. But um yeah, it's pageantry, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but pain, painless enough. Um You get along okay with your family? Well, the, you know, yeah, I do. I do. I love I love my family. I don't I'm not I'm not a good family person, um which is Meaning that you don't keep in touch enough with you mean, or it's a lot of things I'm gonna do, family related and you know, it's nothing I really really I I admit that begrudgingly, I'm not really happy about it. But uh 
yeah, so when I get to see him, it's great. Because I'm like, whoa, the people who kind of look like me kind of have some of the personality traits <laughs> out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who, like, yeah. I grew up with. So I was like, damn, like, they're out there. You right, know? there's something to this whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's kind of weird. But yeah, that's part of my support system yeah. in L.A. Yeah. Another part of my support system, all the idiots who make music here. Right, <laughs> right. And that's, you know, but we don't do Mother's Day. No, no. Um, so we, I mean, we've known each other for like tw- 12 years or something, but we never sat down to a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I have a lot of people I haven't sat down with. Yeah. What is that? Why is that? I mean, I guess it's just the nature of things and everybody's... I'm not a good family person. Right, right. You do, you're, 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 you're a solo uh, lone wolf. No, I'm not. I'm a, I'm a community-based guy. Okay. I think, uh... A lot of my endeavors are community based. I'm sorry if I smell pungent. You do not. I, do, I don't. It, not at all. Not at all. It's that that I'm that I'm post Mother's Day Musk. <laughs> so that is, you know what I mean? Yeah. A little bit of hood magic, but um, yeah. I I just you know I respect niggas' works and I, and I just be like, you are great. Hope it goes well. Yeah. Talk to you in a few years. Everything's still going right. All right. Right. But you know that's that's partly born out of hubris. You know what I mean? I, I that's. Uh, but yeah, everyone, everyone who I've worked with or has developed alongside me in some fashion, you know what I mean? I always have an have a undying respect and love. You know what I mean? That's, Getty and I were just talking about that. Uh, you know, we're doing this tour together, rolling around. And we were just talking about that in regards to, I'm trying to think who it was. It was somebody that neither of us had really investigated so much. We are just like been doing it since I've been doing it yeah. like mad respect like yeah. you know what I mean yeah, so it's yeah. like and there's a lot of us like that I feel yeah, like yeah. that are just that started around the same time in similar circles mm-hmm. and stuff like that and are all still still rolling trudging ahead and yeah and and doing it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's always described as that trudging you know what I mean yeah I really talk to and I, I really uh run into people who use modifiers that Suggest smooth sailing. You know what I mean? There are those moments. (laughs) There are definitely those moments of like everything clicking together and you feel good. But a a lot of it is is hard work. You know what I mean? Uh, But it it doesn't, it's it's perception too. I guess it doesn't have to be. It's perception. A lot of it is perception because when I I ask people their problems, I'm like, I love your problems. Yeah. I pray for your problems. You know what I mean? But, you know, and I. Like what? Like what? Just like basic things that, um, let's say, uh, well, I'll, I won't describe someone else's problem. I'll describe my problem. Um, here's my problem. It's not a big problem. I eventually have to tour again. I have an idea for how I want to tour for uh, a band and a thingamajig. It's not super expensive. Three, three man team, you know, um, small drum kit. V drums, you know, another guy doing something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Simple shit. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that in the next few months. Right. But. Just just for money's sake? Yeah, just for money. I mean, I probably could, but I maybe shouldn't, you know what I mean? Right. And like, that's perfectly fine. Because you feel like you should be able to come home from a tour with enough money to 
spend for the next few months on rent. Whatever. Yeah, just because yeah. I've—I mean, regardless of that, I don't—I don't like to say rent. You know, what I mean, I don't whatever. Like, I don't—I don't, I don't, I don't, I know because I feel like people like to define the ends of where art just put their money, right. their money, and it's just not—it's not even. That's just—that's not even true. But uh, yeah, just my economy of how bus travel works—that wouldn't work this year. Okay. But it needs to happen creatively because that's where my music's going. You know what I mean? Right, right. So like, but like me making. Me making the leap from not having to having is what's going to make my act interesting. You know what I mean? And that's the creative. You know what I mean? Like I've, t- I've tended to sacrifice finance for the sake of art. Yeah, I've tended to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like when I think of like limitations, like when I think of like like your old band Cloud Dead, like yeah. working with limitations and just embellishing them. You know what I mean? Like that's. Even though I've been doing this forever, I still like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, like I can't do. I we can't. We don't have enough. We don't have strings. Let's make the strings. Let's, right, right. Let's get. He knows how to play violin. Let's take that. Let's double it, triple it. You know what I mean? Sure, let's sure. It, you know what I mean? So like that's and that's kind of even to this day, my act is still kind of like rooted in that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like I don't know what I'm talking about, but like yeah. No, no, no. I, I know exactly what you're talking. I mean, there's yeah. definitely something to that. That yeah. that that like. Uh, Otherwise, if you have almost, I feel like if you have everything you're you're looking for, it almost becomes more more bland because there's not, uh, or everything you would want it yeah. becomes more bland because there's not that struggle to uh, work within the the confines of yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, yeah. you're right. I mean, that, but you know, that doesn't work for everybody. Some people, yeah. some people blossom with that. Some people just. Yeah. But anyway. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you're still doing it. You're still doing it. Yeah. And and you know, do you, do you have another job, or have you had other jobs along the way? Um, unfortunately, no. Um, no. Why do you say unfortunately? Well, you know, cause, you know, it's a good responsible thing to do. Yeah. You know. What I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I do bus driver stuff all the time. Did you ever? I mean, you're in L.A. Like your father was in the industry, maybe yeah. still is. I don't know. Yeah, he still. Yeah. I mean, you could probably get into that stuff. Have you yeah. had any interest in any? Like, yeah, yeah. I know, like uh, Kamal was doing the sound stuff back back in the day. I don't know if what he does nowadays, but yeah, he he does stuff. He's he kind of continuing on that career path. Um, yeah, I used to be a PA. Okay. And when I lost my PA job, I kind of just. My rap career kind of just dovetailed. That's when my... I actually lost my last PA job when my first record came out. Okay. So that was like 2000, what, one, two? 2000. 2000. That was actually 99. 99, okay. October 99. Okay. And yeah, I lost my job and I just kept doing it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, How many albums do you have solo? Uh... Proper, I just eight. I'm just I made an eighth one. So uh-huh. uh, proper, I have eight. And then there are some mixtapes over the years, and then there's some groups. Are you are you a that's a lot? Are you a fast writer, or are you are you like very slow and anal about it? Or are you are you able to just kind of super slow? Super slow. That's what I would think. Actually, I'm yeah. the same way. Yeah, yeah. But I I'm training myself to not be. Yeah. But you say super slow, but you've got you're actually prolific mm. if you look at the output. So it seems like yeah. you're probably always doing it. Well, that's the problem. I think that's. Uh, I mean, 
I don't know if people are interested at the inner workings of me. They, they most definitely are. <laughs> I don't know. It feels so self-aggrandizing to talk about, but I'm going to go for it. Writing songs is kind of built into my personality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm writing something now. Right. I go outside still thinking about it, you know, thinking about it. You know, maybe I may listen to the beat. Like, oh, that's what I'm trying to write. You know, then I'll go yeah. back to it. So it's kind of been hardwired into my 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 very being show which is it's, it's just tied into your yeah, lifestyle and you your know, personality it's, and it's your... tied in how do I process information you know yeah. if I hear someone say something funny I'm like oh shit that'd be tight if that was a hook yeah. so I just do a little rhyme to it like oh that's tight you know and yeah. then I put on a song put on a beat and my friends like it and that's how it goes you know what I mean that's that's how the, you know, the whole cycle goes you know do you I mean? tend to write to beats do you tend to, will you have like do mp3s or something that you're constantly listening to and working well, on well there are a variety of different ways to write. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. You start with a beat first. You make the beat. Like, oh. Then you start writing to it. You come up with an idea. Then you find a beat for that idea for the for the vocals. You know what I mean? So, Or I may write a song to a beat and then give it to a producer. Sorry, I can't talk. And then he'll turn it into something better than what I gave him. Change it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I just uh, I try to work whatever way it moves me. But, um, but um, yeah, I think that... Uh, but yeah, like doing it for this long really makes you put in a question, like, what's the value of it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I do it. Other people do it. You know, when does it become valuable and when does it lose value? You know what I mean? Like, what? How do you feel about that? I mean, you, you, I, I think we've all come to a point to an extent where, uh, and I imagine you're the same way, where you have your, your core group of fans that are yeah. going to listen to everything you do. Yeah. But for me, at least, there feels like a limitation outside of that a glass ceiling so to speak somewhat uh, uh, mm-hmm. and not not to be uh, whatever political or socioeconomic whatever about yeah, that but yeah, just yeah. there feels like a boundary somewhat yeah. to like you know to things or is there always that seed of hope because I feel like there's always that within me too where it's like okay so one thing I do at some point is going to like you know echo out into the the atmosphere and everyone's going to know about yeah, it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or are, do you just stay content and say, okay, well, I have this, you know, this core group of people that are going to listen to everything I do and they really appreciate it and it really does affect them and I'm happy with that mm-hmm. and I'm making work for them. I have these, you know, this oligarchy of patrons or whatever. <laughs> exactly. You know? I mean, it could depend on the dollar value of what those yield you. Right. So it comes down to that to an extent. It could. Yeah. Depends on who you are. Who are you, but for you, for you. With me, I'm I'm upset with how content I am. I'm upset you, with it. With this good. My that's ambition good thing. my ambition my ambition is not money driven. I can genuinely say that at thirty six. I I don't thirty I don't know how old am I? Thirty four? Thirty six. You're thirty six. Thirty six. I'm thirty five. Good. Yeah. Good. I didn't I thought I was thirty <laughs> I, I forgot. But um I really am not, and that's a and that's a mistake. You know what I mean? When I that's why I like to work with other people because I like to absorb other people's ambitions. You they know they mean? push you with their yeah. Like yeah. I'm like, oh, y'all want to do that? Yeah, we should do that because you yeah. should do that, and I can compliment you, and that'll be great. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. And that's when I get excited. But did you used to be like that? Did you used to have this like? Well, I'm ambitious, but I I just um, I mean, you know what? I don't want to say I'm not ambitious because I am, but I just know. I know uh, 
I know that there's a certain kind of sweet spot that everyone's aiming for, and I don't always aim for it. You know what I mean? Like the you know the big money. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't always aim for it, and you know, sometimes I think you know it would be a good idea too. But this I, is this is L.A. though. That you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's a very L.A. way of thinking. No, it is it's super L.A. And that's and that's what I'm saying. That's that's me putting on my grown up hat. Yeah. You know, but in reality, we're just doing the shit. <laughs> and we go where the careers take us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, there is value to music. There's value to inspiring alternative worlds and young people. It's very, yeah. It's very valuable. It's incredibly valuable. It's not something you can brush under the rug. You know? So I, th- I think you should be content with that. I mean, to me, like, I think, uh, you know, I'm of both minds. Like, sometimes I, I, I feel super, like, right now, I feel good with it. I'm like, yeah. you know... I'm just doing my thing, and there's people that are affected, and it's, I'm not going to necessarily, like, you know, be a, a huge influence on the whole world, but I have a, I have an influence in the circle that I have, and, you know... I mean, you have a huge influence. I, I, I don't know, I, 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 so I, but, I, I, but sometimes... Yeah. Sometimes, then I have that, that thirstiness, that, that, like... You know what? I think that's okay, so I think... I think Everyone has their own path, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, not that this is a real personal experience, but when I looked at the new, the last RK Fire campaign rollout, I really like, it really hit me like, man, like, these motherfuckers want to get paid now. I mean, yeah. I, I guess they already did, but I just like, I like the attitude of that campaign really struck me like, damn, like, this is not cute. You know, this is, this is not that cute shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, it is that cute but shit. But you, you respected that or you were like, oh, this is gross? Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I, I respected it and I thought it was gross. I just, I just observed it as taking place. You know yeah, what I mean? I can't yeah. really, I can't really judge them. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's right, going on. Right, All I know is that they're huge and that they're just like, give us everything. You know what I mean? And that's, and that's, that's dope. But it's just like, you really can I don't know. You really have to pick and choose in the in your career when you do that because everyone has to do that at some point. Yeah, you have to go for it to achieve. Does art have to suffer necessarily? No, of course not. Of course not. Of course. Do you think their art is suffering? Probably because I mean, like I feel like a lot of times it does. I feel like I don't think it has to though. Uh huh. I feel like there's an innocent like the first stuff that they did, and I don't know all their stuff. I've only heard the, the hits. Yeah, but I feel like there was probably something more. And I, I, when I do hear stuff on the radio now or whatever, I feel like there was more of a, of a, uh, there's something to making something and not knowing the impact it will have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's yeah. more pure. Yeah. But I mean, there's something insidious to that too, because that, you, you can't really trust that. I don't trust any band that comes out that I think is cool and off the cuff. Right. I don't trust that. You, you know think what I mean? it's still calculated somewhere it, underneath, maybe? How, I mean, you know the people who make the shit. Yes, yeah. it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, so it's like... Dep- but you're in L.A. Again, you're in L.A. Like, yeah, I'm in L.A. So In, in Cincinnati, and in, in towns like this, sometimes there are people that are, like, super pure about it. They don't know, because they don't know. Well, I mean, I'm not saying this because I'm from... I mean, I'm from L.A., but I, I you know... I go, You've been around. I go all over. I'm not yeah. really from here. I, yeah. hate, I fucking hate the city, but it's mine. You know yeah. what I mean? But, uh... But that's everybody. I mean, that's more outside of L.A. than L.A. I mean, in L.A., people are super gross, but but people will invest in their creative output wholeheartedly and then have a business facet to it. But, but, but yeah, so, like, I can't really trust... I don't know. What I'm saying is that all the qualifiers for your little art stars, 
don't make sense anymore as much. You know what I mean? Because people are too good. They can manufacture it. You know what I mean? And, and there's nothing wrong with that. I only point that out just because I think it's interesting. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's crazy. You know what because I mean? what? The bar just keeps getting raised more and more, you mean? Or? Well, no. I just, I just, I just think that... Um, I don't know. I just think that people got to dig more. You know what I mean? To find, to, find, uh, to find shit. I think that the indie music world, indie art, or anything like that is, you know, very aware and very, you know, they're trying to, they're trying to win too. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. all I'm saying is that there isn't that much genuine, you can't really tell what's genuine and not. You know what I mean? So it's like, you got to just kind of just go for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you, do you think that idea of the, the punk ethic or whatever yeah. is kind of dead? That like, because hip hop had that too. We had the whole tape trading thing. You were well, deep into that and all that shit. Hip hop is so punk. I mean, yeah. when hip hop, when people don't equate punk aesthetics to early hip hop aesthetics, it's just an historical, of course, point of view. You know what I mean? But like, so like those two things are super akin. To me. But do you think that's that's died out from from fucking the internet, MySpace, and everything that came nah. after that and all that? Nah, nah, nah. You think it's still there? Well, here's, I mean, I don't want to act like I'm a champion for that shit, because it's just, I know that it's important, but I don't, I don't need to be mired in it. But yeah, it does exist. It's just, um, there's also, there was also, like, in the previous years, like, when you had people like, you know, when we were coming up, there was a standard for, like, the up-and-coming grassroots guy and what they sounded like, you know, and all that, all those aesthetics have been mastered. What, 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 you know do you mean, what do you mean there was a, a standard for it? You know, like, there was a kind of feel, like, oh, this up-and-coming weird rap thing. You know, you know, the, there was a type of look and feel and, what you know, sound. And I just feel like that comeuppance, that, that whole coming up is, like, is manufactured. That's marketing. N- nowadays product. it is, yeah. you're saying? Yeah, I'm just saying, like, You don't that, think anybody's coming out with just authentic, like, okay, this is... No, you people, mean that you that super unique style that someone will have when yeah, you yeah. hear somebody for the first like when I heard you for the first time I'm like who the fuck is this? Yeah, I mean people will you know it's like people will, all I'm saying is that the game is more interesting that'll happen but then there'll be a motherfucker who's manufactured who will be, who'll be that you know what I mean? Right, right. Like, like, like I mean I'm I'm just, I'm just gonna use big bands for uh, for fucking uh, reference like yeah. Drake like when Drake came out people were like who's this kid? I'm like, yeah. He was signed. He was ready. Yeah. yeah, he people already knew who he was. Yeah, so like that's what I mean. I mean I guess it's more transparent in rap how people's like um, how people cut their teeth and you kind of see them but it's all like manufactured. It's really apparent in rap and rock. It's really it's kind of uh, apparent they, they too. Hold a little more. Yeah, I yeah, think, or? and like yeah, and like that's. But, like, that's what I, that's what's interesting to me. Like, you have kids really doing it, then you have kids acting like they're really doing it, and they're all out to compete, and it's just, it's crazy to me. Because right. it's like, yeah, who's big, to say who's really doing yeah, it and yeah. who's not? Yeah. Because you have yeah. big money people doing, like, this indie shit, and it's like, <laughs> like, indie people trying to do this big money shit. It's like, everyone's, that's true. Everyone's, that's true. everyone's just trying to find the money now. You know what I mean? So it really comes down to authenticity. Who's fucking authentic? Well, that's the question. That's what I'm saying. Like, the thing that I'm doing right now is frightening. I'm involved in this collective that's basically my friends I've been involved with forever called Hellfire Club. Yeah. And it's um it's unlike anything I've experienced in my career. You know what I mean? There's just the a, camaraderie and the the pushing each other and stuff, you mean or Yeah, it's just I mean, aside from the fact that we're not that solvent, it's it works, you know, it works partially, you know, as a label, as a collective, as a support system, as a friend group. It, it works as a bunch of things, you know what I mean? And it's kind of been something I've been looking for. And, 
so what happens is that you get records that are just completely just like honest manifestations of what you and your buddies came up with. You know, I mean, some, I mean, this is stuff that you look for. This is what people found in Anacon initially or even now and other, you know, Elephant Six, anything else. I don't know. I feel like I'm in the midst of my own version of that. Right, you know what I mean? Right. And to me, that is like crazy because like I'm grown. I'm like, it shouldn't be like that. We should be like, you know, but like we're all having fun and we enjoy it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, so what I'm trying so to So you're, you're in the, in your mid thirties, you're in the midst of a new crew sort of yeah. feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And, cool. it's, and it's weird. Cause yeah. it's like, I'm thinking, oh, I'm, I'm done. Time to pack it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. rap shit was cool, but I'm like, man, I'm so ready. Yeah. More now than it was 10 years ago. Way more now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Did you? How did you feel with Blowed? Did you always feel like an outsider kind of with the net scene? I am always an outsider with the Blowed, period. They did not pay attention to me. Why? why? Because, because you were like the young guy coming in or something? Since I was 14, I was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Would you talk shit? Were you like cocky or something? Or I've never talked shit no, to the okay. Blowedians. I'm just, uh, I just play my part. You know, I came up as a foot soldier. Yeah. So I'd just be at ciphers rapping at people, rapping, you know. Put me back in the car. Come out, cipher. Put me back in the car. So that's put how I can... put me back in the car. Well, yeah, just like he you would just show up, do your thing. Yeah, just like because yeah. Blodians in the early '90s were a genuine rap group. We would go to open mics, serve people, leave, and let our impression fester. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> yeah, that's what we would do. Then we play at the Blode. We do new songs every Thursday, and it was really dope. But you know, there are a lot of crazy people in the Blode. You know, yeah. a lot of yeah. crazy egos. Like everything, and you know, I just I can't I couldn't really completely interject my influence, especially when I was went through the years where I was signed to Epitaph, which is like 2007. Like I couldn't really bring them all in because there was just too much. Did, did did they have a problem with you? You know, having a, uh, was there like jealousy stuff that goes around where you have a record record deal or shit like that? Yeah, yeah, there was, but I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't that aware of it because I just wouldn't hang around my homies as much. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I wouldn't hear as as much about it. But uh, just because was did it have to do with like uh, veteran stuff, status, and you know I've been doing this for this long, and yeah, a bunch of weird shit like that. But uh, you know, it didn't. But that that never matters to me because my my thing was always like, if I'm in, then we're in. You know what I mean? And I. A lot of people don't know this, but when I got my record deal in 2007 with uh, Amtai, with Epitaph, I, my, the first thing I did was I talked to the head A&R. I said, I have this friend of mine named Micah Troy Nine. He is the best rapper in the world. Been so forever. Let me set up a meeting with you. You know? You, know, and you, said, you did that? Oh, I did that 100%. Yeah. There was, trust me, there was a contract on the table. But, you know. He fucked it up? Well... 2014. Yeah, you know, I don't know if you, I don't know if you heard that uh, Mike and I record on Anti and Epitaph, but I don't know. I, I haven't, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know much about his personal life, but he he has trouble getting it together to do something like that. Well, it just didn't happen. You know, yeah. regardless of it not happening, it didn't happen. But yeah, I just say that to say that you know, I always try. To you 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 try you you. Showed respect and you tried to get, yeah. to get, pay it forward yeah, to somebody true. that deserved it. Yeah, I mean, not blind respect. I really love Micah, so yeah, I, you know, always, always. But um, but yeah, but so Hellfire is kind of more of a safe zone because it's kind of all of us from the Blowed who were outcasted in the first place. Right, <laughs> we've kind of made our own hub, 
and invited everyone else. Maybe made. more of the some of the more uh, healthy and sane stuff in a way. Maybe. Yeah. Well, people are still crazy, but are but are functional. You know functional. I mean? okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Insane, but 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 amicable and functional. And I feel like a lot of like. Out of what I imagine what that camp was, the Project Blow folks, I feel like what was left as artifacts, and I don't want to act like it's dead, because I'm sure there's still people doing stuff. I will act like it's dead for you. But what? Okay, so what's, what's left as artifacts uh, and output is much smaller than what it was or what it felt like to be within it in the present moment that it was. Yeah. Am I right? Because I, I, I mean, we would get little, little tastes of things that were coming out like, who the fuck is this guy? But it would be on like a, you know, fifth generation dub once, uh, oh, this guy only did one song. Like, okay. But I'm sure that, you know, the, 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 the ciphers were, were, were epic, right? Yeah, things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. I think what was interesting about the bloat is that we, were and I'm, I am going to say were because I don't know what you would call the bloat now, but we were the most I think the most interesting and dangerous crew in North America, and genuinely dangerous, you know what I mean, and diverse, you know. So, so I think I'm so glad that the mythology was propagated as it, like it was in the '90s because I think it really deserved that, you know, like Jupiter and Mike and I and L.A. Cool guys who were part of the blow they were really interesting and crazy guys you know yeah I mean? they still are and uh if they were exhibited in a different light you know what I mean? people would have understood that but that's that's all history yeah that's that is a that is a that is a layer of bedrock right you know underneath me you know what i mean right but but it is and yeah. I, and, and 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 me as well in, uh, in, you, in, in some way maybe a bit a 100%. bit more uh removed but uh it's interesting to to see what what stacks up to influence what and and we may not be the thing out of all all this stuff that comes to light uh in a huge way you know what i'm saying Definitely. we may also be bedrock or or another layer of sediment uh that you know some some kid in in 2000 you know 21 that yeah. you know comes out with something that yeah is deeply influenced by all of us and has, you know, and really blossoms and the world takes notice or something. Or, yeah. you know, uh, Lord took a line from me and put it on her album. You know, shit like that where you're just like... My, uh, sometimes that happens. Weird shit like that. My friend Milo quotes you like twice on his next album. Okay. And then says that he quotes you on one. So I like that guy. I met him once. Very, very cool guy. So... Do not trip on what your influence is over here, because it's pretty big. (laughs) But yeah, it's uh, that's uh, I know you realize you are that OG to someone else. It's really a trip. But then, then you've got you know the father to your style, so it's like there's always you can always harken back. I know, no, you know that's why. I mean, I mean that's why this stuff becomes vaguely important. It's like oh wow, like this stuff matters. We push people to make things, and then. They make something that goes big, and everyone gets jobs because they made a big thing. So yeah. thanks, thanks to us, you know. What I mean? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So uh, you know, art is art is weird, and art is really perceived crazily in North America. It's like art is like something like you can't 
not supposed to do. Like, if you do it, you know, it's like, watch out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's, it's different in Europe in a way, huh? It's they way have, different. They have, like, funds for it and stuff. Because it's practical. It's yeah. like, people, you, you need shit. They you understand need, that over there. Yeah. You need people to make shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. So we have more, in, in a way, we have more of a, uh, I don't know, fascist, utilitarian idea over here about how, how it should work, I suppose. People should be in a... In a factory or something, I mean, it's in a way more communist than, than the socialist countries in Europe, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's super true. You know, it's super, super duper true. I feel, I feel horrible every time I make a song. <laughs> Guilty, you know? Yeah, guilt, guilt yeah. Just hang. What am I doing? No, I, I sometimes do feel. I get those feelings of of uh, what is the purpose of this? I should be doing right? accounting right now. Man. Right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, well, tell me, tell me how you got. So you you started you started going to those ciphers and shit at age four, fourteen. You said yeah, about that. So how the hell did you get started rapping and stuff like that? Um, or why or what 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 influenced you in the beginning to do that? I had a good friend named Rashad, and he uh, he was a good rapper. I really wanted to be like him, and the uh, the Rodney King debacle took place in LA and then uh after that um you know I started rapping a little bit more and uh my father actually helped us like kind of put together this group called 429 my dad kind of motivated me okay and uh so because he he was deep I mean I know he wrote Crush Groove was, yeah, yeah was he deeply embedded in in that was he from New York was he what? no he's from Chicago and he okay was, he was just an LA uh TV guy you know I mean okay. doing TV and film stuff and yeah, he, um, regarding Crush Groove, he, uh, he knew Russell Simmons and he, uh, just kind of developed his story, you know what I mean? And just, you know, it turned into something a lot bigger than, uh, they thought it, it would, but, uh, yeah, around that time, like a little bit after that, that's when I started really rapping. But he, like, but he knew hip-hop, your dad. Oh, yeah, he, okay. he knew, I mean, he knew Russell Simmons and he knew, yeah. he knew when Def Jam started that it was... A phenomenal thing. Yeah, you know what I mean that he should get up on it and and uh, and write something about it and try to extract this incredible story. And uh, but yeah, he his um. So he encouraged you though. Well, no, nah, that movie encouraged me because I, I saw that being made and then I heard like we would drive around at night, going back home, like driving back home from dinner or something, and then like the uh, the Crush Group song would play on on the radio, you know, and that shit blew me away. It's like, whoa, this is from the soundtrack from the movie. From the tape that we have at home, and it's on the radio. It's yeah, trip me, me, me out. You know? Yeah. So that, and then getting midi, getting to meet rappers like LL Cool J in person, I was just like, it just kind of blew me away. It just yeah. What, what did you, what blew you away about that? The swagger or the the? It's just the the inexplicable power in it. I didn't understand. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't have instruments. Something's happening. Right. The music's playing. It's definitely involved. No instruments. He's black, so that's crazy. He's moving like me or like someone who I know in my neighborhood. So that's extra crazy. Right. And he's wearing some fly shit. Oh, I'm just in. You know what I mean? I'm just <laughs> yeah, in. It's yeah. too weird. It's too crazy. You know what I mean? I, I, was, I, was, I was into George Michael and shit. I'm like, fuck George Michael. He's, <laughs> he's, he's not killing it. Like LL Cool J. Yeah. He's not killing it. And um, so, yeah, but like from that, you know, you, you, you get that from the radio. And then you, you know, you, you make it into your own when you're... With your friends and stuff, and so I had this group called Four Twenty Nine, which was named after the date of the LA riot. Yeah, yeah. We were, so we were some stupid 
ill ill fated conscious rap group. We just watched this big uh, thing about the riots. Oh, really? Me, me and Getty at the hotel two nights ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. <sighs> crazy shit. Yeah, it was really crazy. So anyway, I had a little rap group based on that, and it was cute. We were we were, we were horrible, but we were cute. <laughs> yeah. Then after that, I went to the Good Life. Some who told you about that? My friend Rashad, who was in the group Rashad. with me. He said, there's a place called The Good Life, and people rap incredibly well there. And you you won't understand anything about it. Because, like, I feel like, man, I feel like when people say or think about rap and hip-hop, it really just, it just, it sends your mind to someplace so specific. But when you... Depends on who you are. Yeah, it depends on who you are. But most people. Yeah. And a lot of people who listen to this probably think that. Yeah. But The Good Life Cafe was a cultural hub for just world traveling strange weirdos yeah whether you are a weird gangster hood nigga whether you're a weird art kid from la from cal arts weird west side kid you were there yeah and you're making bizarre music you know you know when i saw abstract rude you know you think abstract rude now you think of something very specific but they were there with just like these way out hats and like flags and all these weird raps and just hair i was just like it's really weird to see yeah. that in an open mic. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, to me, that's what The Good Life was. It was like, it was just art expo turned to 12. And people people did songs there, like, that yeah. were written? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. People, did, I mean, people did everything. People yeah. did songs, compositions, just pieces. People did interpretive pieces. Like, they would interpret someone's dancing. They'd freestyle to it. You know, everything went went down it was just uh, uh, everyone was pushing each other yeah forward, yeah so. I mean it was that ideal sweet spot that people talk about you know what I mean yeah. it was that yeah for like a moment and then it was gone you know what I mean and so like yeah that shit was that shit was that shit really like took my life over cause I'm still doing stuff that I learned there yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I mean but like but yeah so that shit was that shit was my fucking that was my fucking school but like right I mean there's so much strange history to this alternative rap shit because, like, I feel like those everything I learned during those years has been internalized. But then, like, since uh, you know, like the mid aughts, like uh, when Low and Theory came into play, a lot of other things changed in my career and just how so? Just no, I just changed the power dynamic in the city. You know, what I mean, it was a whole other. That's a bit, low in theory is a big deal. Well, yeah, yeah, because to me it was like, there was just like a pocket of just dudes who made beats who were just kind of um, transient or doing things here and there, and then it, it, they they became they became a phenomenon onto, all to themselves, you know what That I mean? solidified the, the L.A. beat scene sort of thing, well, is that right? It didn't. it doesn't matter what that is, what matters is that there are people who were making music who were going to be making music for a while. You know what I mean? And I didn't know that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't know that because um, Low and Theory... Is that No Can's thing? Yeah, No Can Do is the host of Low and Theory. And okay. Daddy Kev and DJ Nobody, they, okay. they are, they're part of it. They primarily run it and D-Styles is in there and Gas Lab Killer is uh, is uh, also part of the Low and Theory bunch. But uh, yeah, they've been doing that for eight years now. And um, But yeah, it really changed because... Unlike the blow, the blow which was mismanaged, which, which which was mismanaged and just just kind of synced into the um, ether, Low and Theory kind of fostered these these artists who just had different 
mentalities, you know what I mean? And just went about things differently. So you had different things happening. Different mentalities in terms of what? they More ambitious in, in, in terms of their output and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, I, I guess. It's just the music, just the focus was different. It was less, you know, it was... You know, these were different kids. They weren't rappers. These were these were beat makers, and they had more of a connection to the online communities, right? And everything. It just changed everything completely. You know what I mean? There wasn't as maybe as much of the uh, gangster mentality, perhaps, in it as well. Um, I wish there was a gangster mentality in the, in the Project Blow stuff. There, there, not there, so much. There wasn't uh, enough of that. There was more of an of a of a. I'm gonna make a bad choice mentality. Okay. You know what I mean? I mean, gangster would have been fine. Gangster with a good business savvy sense. Though, right, I mean, right, 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 right. But um, gangster with just flighty uh, illusions is not good. But uh, but yeah. So like you know, so it you know a lot of stars came out still come out of that place. You know, like you know, like Flying Lotus, like yeah. Baths. I remember when Baths did his residency at Low and Theory. You know, I remember when Kev introduced Babs on a BBC show for the first time. Like, there's this new guy, Babs, and, you know, first time. And then, you know, I, I remember hearing that and being like, oh, shit, he's going to blow up. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. rooting for the homies yeah. in this new era. And they're like, you know, but unlike the old era, this new era with really, people really had some legs. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, so now we live in the wake of that, you know. And I don't know, I don't know. I just feel like I'm just kind of just like wandering through this like this like morphing music blob in L.A. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just kind of like existing as it just kind of fluidly just undulates. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but like, so like everyone, you know, so, you know, everyone, everyone has done a lot of interesting things, man. Everyone's done a lot of interesting things. I'm just, uh, I just watch and just contribute. When, when, did, when did you feel... Um, or, or what struck you that made you strike uh, uh, go out on your own make your first album like what like do you remember that time and, and what the feeling was I guess 99 you said yeah um my homie Riddler from CBE just told me that it was time oh okay so someone t- like you were yeah. blessed from above yeah okay yeah you know I said alright and we we just started, you know. What I mean? Yeah, I was working as a PA at the time, and after work, I just go to the CB Shack, which was a studio on Normandy and Eighty Second. That was like part of the Project Blow guys, or yeah. Well, okay. my my particular corner of Project Blow was Afterlife, and okay. uh, that was the Afterlife studio. And uh, who 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 was involved in Afterlife? I'm, I don't know all the different. Yeah, I know. This, this is so many names for so many. I know, songs. man. I I take for granted that um I am a uh, historian of uh secret histories uh no one no one should should know about this but uh, they should though they should though it's important <laughs> stuff i think and it influenced a lot of stuff I, I don't i don't even know it's just the cv shack was was a studio run by cve who were the okay. head group inside of afterlife afterlife was a subdivision of the abode okay and afterlife was something that was coined during the prod, during the good life years so the okay, let's explain this. Let's explain this because I think this is good stuff. The Good Life is is the health food store, yeah, uh, cafe where 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 the open mics took place. Yeah, it, it it and it it went on for uh, for five years from from eighty nine to ninety four. Okay, ninety four till I don't I don't know when the Project Bloat started. Project Bloat is the. Crew, or was it also an open mic? It's an open mic. It's open, an open mic. mic crew, man, yeah. 
but it, not a crew at all. You, well, it was you an open mic and a family. Like that. It was an open mic and a family. And a family. There was a bunch of people in it. That developed, that developed around the good life mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and then continued on into yeah. a new thing called yeah. Project Blood. Yeah. It, was just, it was just a change of management, change of location. Okay. Slight change of temperament. And then Afterlife was a subdivision, meaning what? that was a crew within, yeah. within the good life thing. Like, within good life, like, yeah, people like the Fellowship, Freestyle Fellowship and, 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 uh, and Abstract Root, and they were doing their own thing. And then you had people like CVE and yeah. Hip Hop Clan, and they were lesser now, but they were still important. CVE seemed, always seemed a little more dangerous to me. Yeah, it was those, a little those, more aggressive. Yeah, like, those, those were my dads. Those yeah. were my, my uncles, yeah. Yeah. So, and CVE started their own thing because they had Hip Hop Clan, which had LA Cool, they had me and they had a Mexican Ascent which had two Max. Yeah. they started Afterlife because everyone would hang out after the good life and cipher somewhere else and okay. they started to call those meetings Afterlife so, uh, they, so okay. they just became Afterlife good life Afterlife yeah. I like that yeah. The after, basically the after party yeah, of, yeah, of yeah, the, yeah. yeah so that's what we just became okay and, um, but uh, I forgot what my point was but yeah CV told me to make my first album yeah I made, album and my, I made my first album in their house okay Cool. And, and who who made the, uh, the who produced that album? Um, Rid and Fish from CB and yeah. a little bit of me, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Omid, Omid. Okay. O D Omid. <laughs> yeah, all my old buddies. And you just never looked back after that. You just kind of kept going. I. You know what? People have. I mean, I went to school for critical theory. Um, but I dropped out. I only went to school for like a year. So that okay, you made your first album. That's well, that would have been college era. Ninety nine, right? yeah, was no. I I left. I don't. Yeah, because I only did one year, so I wasn't in school then. Um, I forget what happened in my life at what year. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. But you. But at some point within there, you went to school, but you dropped out. Yeah, I, I did. I did the same thing. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I had a baby, so I just had. To oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. You have baby. a kid. Yeah, I have a 15 year old now. Okay. Shit. Okay. Yeah. What is he or her? She. Uh, she is into uh, cinematography. Okay. Yeah. So she. Uh, she takes pictures and. Films or friends skip skip the generation maybe a little bit the movie thing. Um, yeah, I mean I'm writing some stuff right now. You doing stuff? Yeah, I just like well, uh, like what? I don't know. I'm doing whatever I can at the moment because I'm I'm kind of late to the game, so I'm just sure catching up, <laughs> putting some stuff down. Cool, you know man. I mean? But we'll see. You know what I mean? Curious to see what that's all about. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm not doing anything too obvious. I mean, I'm I'm doing very obvious things. You know what I mean? To get warmed up because I. I appreciate the art form. How do you mean? Oh, so you're you're, you're what doing formulaic stuff? You mean or? I don't know. I'm just trying to write stories. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's it. I'm just not trying to. Uh, not trying to blow. I'm not trying to go El Topo on anyone quite, quite yet. What's El Topo? Oh, oh, uh, Alejandro Jodorowsky. I'm not trying to go there with them and give them the full. You know, I'm not trying to just melt their, their minds. I'm trying okay, to make a yeah, good yeah, story. Yeah. Got you, got you. That's yeah. that's that's abstract, uh, it, 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 like uh, wild movies. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to go too got far. You, I'm you. just trying, you know. But like, we'll see. I don't know. This is just something I decided. So we'll see. Is that so? Is that possibly what your future looks like? Is that is that something that's on the horizon for you in your in your mind? No, I'm not. I'm not a yuppie man. I'm not ambitious. I'm not ambitious like that. I don't want right. people to look for me to look for me in a whoopty whoop. Like, oh, I'm going to be like, no, just check me out. It's going down. Just always check me out. You just never you know. try to live in the present moment. Well, 
I just, there's so much intention, you know, with everything I do. It's like, I just have to see where it, where it lands me, you know what I mean? And, and you will too, hopefully, if you pay attention yeah. long enough. And, but yeah, I'm trying to do that. The next record I'm doing is the most ambitious campaign I've done. How, how, how so? I just, I don't know. I just, just made more things along with it. More made more things like what like, well, like along with the record just fodder like fodder for sales yeah stuff, just fodder visual stuff and no just visual stuff not 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 sales fodder stuff just you know just I don't know I think I made a lot of songs around this record I made uh-huh. yeah this record I just did I just did a record I don't know I think I is, think it's, is it this is the one that that you feel like you, you'd like a, a band a little band to to, to, to perform it um, nah, I don't, I don't, we don't, I don't need a band, but I'd, I'd like to have more people to play with just because, um, I've heard that it's a good idea and I miss having a band. I used to have a band a long time yeah. ago and I played with bands some, you know, every so often, you know, I'm different energy to it. I need it. You know, I need, yeah. I need someone to riff off of sometime, but like this next record, I recorded a lot of songs for it and then I whittled it down to this little bullet, you know what I mean? And it's just like. And, uh, or I didn't, my label helped me whittle it down to a bullet. And I'm really, I'm really happy with it. You know? Yeah. It's called Perfect Hair. And it's nice. about, <laughs> I like that. And it's about just, you know, normative American lives and how we have to be a, a part of them. We have to have that perfect hair. You know what I mean? Uh huh. It's very, it's a very obvious platform. But it's fun. It's fun. I had a lot of time riffing on that idea. When can we look for that coming out? In the fall. In the fall. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But uh, out on Hellfire Club label? No, on Big Dot and Ninja Tune. On Big Dot and Ninja Tune. Okay. Yeah, but Hellfire Club is. I mean, I I am a part of. I'm the creative director of Hellfire Club, so it's okay. Yeah. It's a Hellfire Club related album. It's just not on the label properly. But uh, did you have you been fucking with Big Dot since like the Mush days? Yeah, me. And, okay. I know. Uh, yeah, that's how I kind of got involved with them. Yeah, I've been with them back in the day. Yeah. And I know that uh, I remember those dealings. I remember. I think those mo. That was mainly due when I was on Mush. I was mainly due to you guys because you guys had a, or Cloud Dead had a deal with Big Data. Yeah. For overseas. Yeah, and then they kind of started, I guess, picking up other Mush artists. Yeah. Well, they, they yeah they picked well. me up and Thavius and yeah I think that was. I think I'm not sure who else, but yeah, a couple, maybe one or two others. Yeah. Um, but do you still talk to Robert ever, Mush? Oh, Robert, no. Been, no. Been a while, huh? Me too. Is that okay to talk about? I don't know. I mean, we can say his name. I, I, I mean, I'm not... He owes everyone money. <laughs> yeah. And he'll never pay without legal action. Right, right. Robert taught me a lot of things. Tell me a lot of things. Did but, did he push your career? You feel like in, definitely. Yeah, definitely. me too. Me definitely. Too. But if I had met him a year, two years later, it wouldn't have happened that way. Yeah, met him at the right time. Because it wouldn't have happened that way because you wouldn't have given him a chance. You mean, or or you? Uh, the the pacing of what I did with him would have been off, and I it would have been a year where I, it just wouldn't have worked out. You know what I mean? Like what yeah. I, what I did made sense at the time. And, yeah, I think that was. I think that's one of the best parts of my career, where I where I, where I did the right thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, 
was the Dude, making the, re- the record with Daedalus and stuff like that. Yeah, just the mush years leading into the epitaph years. Yeah, for me, that was that was the logical progression. Sort of pushing out, outside outside of the the blowed camp. Yeah, well, fuck the blowed camp. I mean, I, I, I don't. The bloat, bloat is just where I come from. You know what I mean? Sure, and, sure. And in in a business sense, you know, I, I was able to do whatever the hell I wanted to do. You know what I mean? And and everything I did creatively had always been way to the left of the bloat was of what the bloat. Did doing. they think you were a weirdo? They knew I was a weirdo. <laughs> that was my role. You know what I mean? Right, that was right. My role, like, like that was my role in Anaconda. In a way, was like, yeah. okay, he's like a uh, different dude, and I wasn't accepted early on. And yeah, 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 so it was yeah. similar. Yeah, yeah. How did how, how did you deal with that? I just kept doing my thing. Adam kept vouching for me. Oh yeah, basically, you yeah. know, you had a buddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was basically what it was. Um, but what? So what? did you like that role did you like that like okay I'm I'm the weirdest of the weird guys um I liked it when the labels came uh, around I liked it from a business standpoint because what they wanted the, the most because I stood out yeah the most extreme the most different or yeah unique I mean I was extreme but you know when it got to you know I, I you know I was I was extreme but people wanted to see me Relatively, you know, and I say that, you know, in really the relative sense, you know, in the relative sense of being an underground rapper at, at the time, you know, people wanted to fuck with me, so I was, I was, I was, you know, I felt good about my differences, you know, during those years when, uh, when, uh, when I was signed to Mush, you know, what I mean, I felt good about them, but, but like as time went on, those differences, you really have to like, you really have to change them, you have to make them. Like mature with you in the right way. Yeah. Or it just it was, it was like an awkward grown up. But uh, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, mushrooms. Did you do you feel like you've you've done that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. Um, I think I take my background maybe a little too seriously. You know what I mean? Or I've been taught to take my background a little too seriously. Yeah. Background meaning what the early days? Yeah, just just yeah, yeah. I'm taught to take my background a little too seriously. So, but um, but I think that's kind of and 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 that's. Do you think that stifles you in terms of moving forward and changing, developing? Like you, um, it keeps me. It lets me embellish a mistake longer. You know what I mean? It lets me kind of work on a mistake longer. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, oh man, we were doing this shit back in the day. This shit's gonna work. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it doesn't. Oh, we're gonna keep going. We're gonna keep doing it. Yeah. But it's like, what is working? You know what I mean? Like every record, every song has a different goal. So like, I just try to be cognizant of the goals. You know what I mean? There's certain songs I have that have lofty goals. Yeah. And if they aren't met, then I'll make that's a failure. But you know, certain songs don't have lofty goals and they do okay. You know and yeah. So, so all sure. my all my blow up songs were were not what they were supposed to be. You know what I mean? Right, you right, I mean? right. That tends to be the case, I feel like. But, but that goes back to that innocence factor that I was saying. Like, yeah. that first Arcade Fire song mm-hmm. that, that really, like, hit. Mm-hmm. They they didn't know. Yeah, yeah, they didn't know yeah, when yeah, they yeah. made that 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 was going to hit. And yeah. that's why it hit, because there's yeah. an innocence in it. There's, a, like, yeah. a, a purity. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I feel like that's... And I think, I, think, I think another thing is that being a good artist is really just... It's not about necessarily having the the you know the, the the most the cleanest 
tongue to cut your syllables or the, or the <laughs> most, uh, uh, you know, whatever, the, the, the greatest lines in the world. It's more, it's more about a sense of knowing, uh, being a good critic of your own stuff, knowing when something is working and when it's not yeah. and what path to head down. Like, you can always go A to B yeah. and it becomes this, this long branching out tree yeah, yeah, yeah. of decision making, right? <laughs> so it's all, it, being a good artist, I think, is knowing when to go A and when to go B. Definitely. Uh, and just being able to tap into that. So yeah, I think that, that goes to what you're saying. Um, about the goals of each song, yeah, and, and following that, yeah, knowing yeah. where yeah. to follow that. I mean, that ties in what I was talking about earlier with ambition. Like, I'm not saying I'm not ambitious. I'm just not. Everything isn't always like I want everything to hit. You know, like yeah. to be the number one. You know, I just some things I just want to exist to kind of float out there. But uh, but yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> so tell me, but tell me, tell me something because. Yes. What does this rap mixtape do for you? How does that fit in the Y canon? Right. Well, that's what it really is. Okay. Uh, and I, I really like what it's become. Yeah. But, but what 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 it really is is me uh, needing to make some money. There you go. So I was like, I'm gonna go out and do a tour. A solo tour, so I can make some money. Because it's hard to make money with Y, yeah. because it's it's a lot of people, a lot of expenses, and I enjoy it. I enjoy playing those shows a lot, and like there's so much energy with the band, it feels great. Yeah. Uh, but not only was it financial, but it's also like I want to see if I can go out in a very simple way, almost taking it back to to how things used to feel, where I, I'm tour managing, mm. I'm, I'm driving, I'm you know, mm. and and. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of uh, simplify things a little bit. Yeah. You know, and so the mixtape grew out of the the tour. Yeah. Okay. So th- basically, I I worked on all this music for the the um for the tour that yeah. I was going to do for the live show. Yeah. Um, and I, I you know I stole songs like classic beats that yeah. I liked that I wanted to rap on always and you know stuff like that. Um, and then I also made new beats and remixed old songs and pulled in a couple old, like, classic Cloud Dead shits that I, that I do. Wow. And basically, um, put all that together. And then for the, uh, I had all that stuff. So I said, well, why don't I make a, a, a tape to sell? Yeah. Just like how we always used to sell tour CDs, yeah. tour tapes, whatever, yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Um, in that same in that same way, yeah. so you know, I, I uh, pressed up three hundred tapes and, and uh, hit the road with them. That's basically what it is. And then threw it on on the internet as something that people can listen to as well for as much as they want to pay for it. Basically, super dope. Yeah. Well, that is very impressive. So it's it's not new material. Oh, is that okay? No, no. So it's 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 material from you know ninety nine to two thousand fourteen, oh, okay. basically, like. Oh, no. Like, uh, which is I I thought and 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 Getty kind of like convinced me to do this because he was like people would love to hear your old songs that they never got to hear yeah you know and because uh, I was I was thinking about doing a solo tour and I, I the last time I did a solo tour yeah. I played grand piano and my yeah. brother my brother like accompanied me huh. uh, on bass and um, you know it was more in, in that vein yeah. And and, uh, and I just was having a conversation with Getty, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, just why don't you just 
if I have a DJ and just do it like straight rap shit, like go back to the the, the way things used to be. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, I've been loving it. It's 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 a different thing. I mean, I I love the band. I love doing it that way. Yeah. yeah. But this is a, a cool change up for me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. How was the show last night? I, it was great, man. Missed, it was great. Like you know, it. It, it, because doing it this way, uh, a lot of the old school fans come out mm-hmm. that were that were cloud dead or like mm-hmm. reaching quiet which was another old school I, know, I know all about reaching quiet okay cool it's a mush another mush project I know all about you um you know so like they those those old fans come out yeah and a lot of those people are in LA you yeah. know what I mean like I had several uh like guys my age your age you know coming up to me like I was at that El Rey show, you know, like uh, 2002 Mush Tour, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, oh, cool. Like, you guys really turned out a lot of kids here, you know what I mean? You made a lot of devoted fans early on in this, yeah, city, you know what I mean? And he, but it's good to know that some of them are still around, you know what I mean? Like, they, they came up to me last night and they're still, some of them are still listening, you know, it's yeah, kind of yeah. neat, yeah. Well, I mean, you you know, we we kind of kid, we say that we're grizzled vets, but it's like, man, like. I'm realizing more and more that it's true. I mean, it's true, but it's... Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. But it's like, damn, Mike. But it happened fast. Didn't it happen fast? I feel like it was just yesterday where it was like we were just starting. You know what I mean? Well, I feel like it was yesterday I just heard your first... The first yeah. time I heard you, I'm like, yeah. who's this dude rapping backwards? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I really was rapping backwards. Uh, 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 yes, it's... it's uh, I don't know, man. I just... I just I look at it as people's careers morph and they turn into something else and then I don't know I feel like the truth really comes out of their act at that point you know what I mean it's yeah. like the truth of your act really shows itself once you've gone in a little bit and you did your you did your record that people know you by and then you know are you gonna make another one of those you could or maybe you won't right you know, right that's the hard thing you once, don't know once once you have something that people do like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you, you got your mm-hmm song or your album that everybody's mm. checking for and everybody knows about mm. then it, it does it's a challenge after that to know mm. where to go I mean it's a challenge for low level mid level or whatever I mean grade of alternative music you're in because you really have to navigate a career with these fr- with this fringe audience you know what I mean yeah you know what I mean you have to like I don't know it's just like I mean, how I should run my career is different than how I do. You know, it's just, I, I don't know. I'm, I, 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 I really bought into the romantic idea of just, like, making albums and, like, traveling and doing yeah. things and making, you know what I mean? And it's like, but, I don't know, I feel like how kids, not kids, how everyone ingests content now, you just need to give it to them all the time. <laughs> the, game, the game is changing it, and it has been for the last several years. I mean, it ch- it changed five years ago drastically. Right yeah. now it's like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like... Yeah, I mean that's, you know <laughs> you could think that's what I'm doing with the mixtape, I guess. Yeah. You know, I, I hadn't, I didn't think about it like that. I was just thinking like, I'm going to go on a tour, I need to make some money. Yeah, yeah. So this thing. But like, uh, yes, I mean that, like there is a constant no, it, it plays into the economy of your act. I mean, because, you know, you do need some bread. You know what yeah. I mean? You are the front man. Yeah. You know, that's important. You yeah. know what I mean? So, but 
rather than that turning into something strange, it turns into an interesting catalog piece. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. And I mean, I'm proud of it. I like, I like what oh, it course. is. I like what it is. Yeah. Of course. No, I, I, I do that shit all the time. But I, you know, and it's like, I don't know. You have to reconciling, you know, the demands of your act with the financial <laughs> demands of everything. You know, what I mean, it's like. It's hard doing that shit. You yeah. got to do that now every day. Yeah, it, it, it is. But you know what? I also have come to this realization that um, what feels good and what I like is working. Yeah. You know, I like no. those days of like working on creative stuff and having the juices flowing and just, you know, like there's nothing better. And so, you know. No, I think I think the big takeaway from this is that this is great. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Shit is dope. Yeah. Shit is a big risk, but shit is dope. And we've both been doing it for, for a lot of years without real, having jobs I mean, shit. real talk, Yoni, if I saw you, just regular guy on the street, saw you, who are you? Yoni, okay, what have you done with your life? And you sold me your albums and your catalog. and your, I'd be like, holy shit. <laughs> you are a miraculous motherfucker. Same, same here, man. Real same shit, here. though. So, yeah. like... When you take it away from that and take it out of all this embedded hipster nonsense, you know, yeah. take it out of Echo Park, and you're like, oh, shit, y'all are kind of about some shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, I, and I don't say that to, to fillet my own self. No. I, it, do that, you know, I do that <laughs> enough. You know what I mean? But it's like, just when you look at just the, just the fundamentals of what happened, it's pretty amazing. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. You got, I think you have, to have, you have to be proud of yourself a little bit. Like, Very proud. I'm, I'm starting to realize that, like, okay... I'm starting to feel like a veteran, yeah. fi- finally, and not like some kid trying to trying to like eke his way into the, like like not not feel like the kid that someone's going to turn around at some point and be like, wait, how the fuck did he get in here? Yeah, 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 <laughs> get him out! Yeah. Get him out of here! Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Because like yeah. the, I've spent so many years feeling like that, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, finally I I feel like okay, I've you know I can stand on on my own accomplishments, and I've yeah. I have done a lot of stuff. No, I think it's, it's the same for you. No, it's miraculous shit. Yeah. You know, even the most mundane things I get to do in my bus driver act, you know, I'm it's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, I got to take my daughter to Coachella. You know. What I mean? Yeah. Without much hassle. Right. Right. Just that alone is fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Thanks, rap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, independent music industry. <laughs> But, cool man what, but well, yeah I don't know is that it anything else yeah I mean um, I, I, I think that's a good conversation there yeah we talked about music I feel I feel drained um what else well let's talk about one thing just for two seconds yes please um what other thing can we talk about briefly not Cincinnati I wasn't going to talk about Cincinnati but what about do you know Cincinnati I was just there not that long ago okay that's right I missed you I can't remember where I was yeah at. I was at the Natty I, I, I I was in that place that I've only played at that place. I don't know the name the, of the The Northside Tavern? Yes, the yeah. Tavern. I've only played there. But uh, it was great. Yeah. I love the Natty. Did some folks come out? Folks came out. Good. And drove. Good. Good. And, uh, um, but we had to leave Milo there because we were going to Canada the next day. Okay. He can't go to Canada? His passport didn't come. Okay. So he stayed there at the aquarium. Oh, in across the river. Yeah, yeah. In Newport. Yeah, yeah. And it smelled really bad. He went outside. Like fish. Yeah, or okay. like ass. Or okay. <laughs> so like he was just in the aquarium. He couldn't go outside. It smelled bad. And he, anyway, so yeah, that's all I know about uh, about the natty. We left yeah. Milo there. And He's still there. 
I'll come. I'll scoop him up when I get. <laughs> he could still be there. I mean, it was yeah. months ago, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. The um, just one thing, one thing, one thing. Okay, eating, eating. Yeah, eating. I have. I know that you were a very outspoken vegan. I was, yeah. At one point, yeah. For years. I've changed. Yeah. Yes, I, for, <laughs> I, was, I was vegan for like, yeah, 11 years, something like yeah. that. You and Dave. Yeah, me and Dave. Are you, are, do you, what are you, what's your eating habits? I'm vegan now. You're vegan now. I'm on the Paleolithic diet. Wait, pa- you're on the Paleo diet or? No, no. I, I, I am, I am, wish I was, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm vegan. I'm trying to go Paleolithic though. You, you can't go mean? Paleo vegan, right? Good. What do you mean? Paleo vegan is hard. What do you I mean? know. It's only vegetables. I know. Only. I know. Only fruits. I would vegetables. love to do that. That's you can't survive off of that. Maybe you can. I mean, I would. I would do that for as long as I can. But I know that I can't. But I'm shooting for that. But yeah, the, I'm eating vegan right now. I have been for a year. Okay. Again. How do you feel? You look good. What? Well, yeah, I tried veganism when I was in my early twenties. Yeah. And I couldn't afford it. Okay. I stopped. I, I did it for a year and cons- I stopped. Yeah. But right now, it's it's really working out for me. Good. Yeah. Good. It helps everything. Good. I I, I eat. I'm I'm basically paleo. Yeah. Sort of. Uh, I I have. I'm on a diet called SCD. Okay. Yeah. Which oh yeah yeah okay. It's for, it's for Crohn's. I have Crohn's, so yes, it's right. for stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and it's basically no sugars, no starches, no no cereals, no grains, that kind of thing. Gotcha. Uh, and I I I think it's been good for me. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah, even me eating vegan is it just changed a lot. It changes my workflow. You know what I mean? Like I just have more energy. Yeah. yeah. And plus, I started smoking weed. Like at the when did you start smoking weed? Like a year and a half ago. Really? Yeah. You you never really fucked with it? Nope. You never even tried it before that. Um, I'd been in the midst of it. Right. Of course. Never, never just like you know purposely did because you. Why? Scared? Well, to be quite honest, I'm a, I'm blow up the internet with this. Um, my family's full of addicts, so okay. I've always been scared of it. But okay. now, but now, you know, it's just. Uh, but weed is so not, you know. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hip hop, hip hop distorted my idea of weed. It changed. It, I thought it was like some like and the cipher and acting stupid. But no, it just opens your mind. Right. Just that little bit, just opening that aperture, just a little bit. I didn't right. know that it mattered. Change of perspective. That's yeah. You know, and I'm glad I did it being as old as I was, you know, because it's just like, it plays a different role. You know? Do you smoke a lot or just every once in a while? Um, when I do smoke, I smoke all the time. And, well, then, and then I stop. Okay. And then I pick it right up. So you have, you take breaks? Not really. I just pick it up when it's there. Okay. Or when I have it at home or when I'm working, when I can sit down and work. What you'll smoke throughout the day, like a Dose One style? Is that what, is that, is, um, <laughs> isn't that a Dose One style? He's never not, Yeah. I mean, I don't. I, not to blow up his spot, but uh, how are you blowing up a rapper's spot by saying he smokes weed all day? <laughs> stop it, Yoni! Stop it. He's yeah. I mean, since since I've known him, he pretty much has had a. Uh, but I mean, he's one of these extremely functional smokers, like beyond functional smoke. You know what I mean? Like he's, you know, you hear you hear like the the typical pot smoker eating pizza and watching TV or something like that. Adam is the exact opposite. Like, he smokes and just is constantly working on something. You know what I mean? That's how I feel sometimes. It goes, well, I'm trying to understand what quantity, what kind of 
marijuana right. inspires what kind of activity. Well, now you can hone in on that. You can just go to the goddamn store and That's ask them. That's what I'm saying, Yoni. My, my, like, in hip-hop, I'm like, oh, you got to go to the weed, do, got to get a dime. Oh, shit, finna smoke a blunt. But now it's like, I go to the store. I buy a little weed. I go right. home like an adult. I right. turn on my computer. I start making a beat. I smoke a little bit. Yeah. You know, voila. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, you know what I mean? sure, sure. That shit is more hip hop to me than anything, and I love it. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. It's just, so, like, that's my experience with weed, and I like it. <laughs> yeah, everybody. I, I smoke pretty much every night to uh, to go to sleep. Good, that's, good man. And 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 also to kind of just like think at night it changes the perspective for a minute. Sometimes I'll listen to a song I've been working on during yeah. the day, that kind of thing, um, and get ideas and stuff like dope, that yeah. yeah yeah i like i like that this thing has been such a fixed thing in everyone's life and then it came around to me and i was like oh now i know i don't know i feel like there's a lot of things like that we're about mind. to get kids like we, we drugs are bad <laughs> well no drugs are bad but marijuana is yeah is, no it's it's it's, it's it, it is but still i've seen it fuck up a lot of people's lives too so i think it's 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 there's a a good way to do it and a bad way. You just have to find your own like yeah uh, recipe for it. I'm sure it's. It, I'm sure it can fuck up a lot of things with me. And I don't mean like fuck up like like it, it's not going to hollow you out like crack or heroin or something like that. But but it it it, it can mess with your ambition. You know, like I've seen people kind of turn lazy and get whatever. Mm-hmm. Does that to some people? Does not do that to other people? Yeah, yeah. It makes me the opposite. I'm like. Holy shit, why am I not on that billboard now? Right, right, right. God damn it, to the studio, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's just, that's just what that is. But um, but anyway, thanks to Hellfire Club, I appreciate it. And They got you start, They got you hooked on, well, on marijuana. Hellfire Club is great, man. You got to hang out with us, Yoni. You I really do. To. I would love to, man. We were all inclusive. I think that's the thing with Hellfire Club. Anybody, yeah. any walk of life, yeah. we, we fuck with you. I mean, I know Mike. He's you know a Mike? great guy. Fucking uh, Milo, you love yeah. him. I met him once. He's awesome, dude. Cool as well. guy. Yeah, gotta gotta hang out with us, man. Gotta yeah, hang out with us. I would love to. Yeah, but, but yeah, but yeah. So that's what that's what I'm all about right now. Weed, veganism, and my homies. Good. That's that's. I think that sums it up. I think we should wrap it up. I've been sitting here with Reagan Farquhar. How do you say your last name? I just 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 say it like that. It's it's Reagan Farquhar. Farquhar. I like that. Is is that is it sounds like maybe Arabic descent. You know what? It is, but it's also Welsh. Welsh. But it's Arabic. Welsh via Arabic? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, so it's, it's, I don't know. Welsh, that makes sense, too. The, like, the lack of uh, vowels. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. A lot of, yeah, that, that C-H. <laughs> yeah. And that W. But, um. And uh, we're, we're sitting in Sean Coppola's house, Echo Parque. Shout out to uh, Anacon. Los Angeles. All right, say bye to the people. Um, bye. My name is I'm I'm damn it. I did that wrong. <laughs> Fuck. Yo, what up? I'm bus driver. Hello. I'm um, damn it. I did. All right, hold on, hold on. One, two, three. Hello, my name is bus driver. Thank you. All right, did it, did it. Goodbye, people. That's a wrap. Wandering Wolf Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can download 
my my rap mixtape that I've been doing on the road at uh, yoniwolf.bandcamp.com if you want that. Maybe I'll sell some tapes if I have some left over at the end of the tour. Um, like physical tapes, I mean. I am selling them on the road. Bike riders here. Look at this. Oh, it's just a just a dream of a town. At Yoni Wolf on Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram, nakedpaperdoll.org. Find me there. Take me there. All right, guys. The music that you're hearing is is bus driver. I like to I like to incorporate the uh, the guest when I can into the uh, interstitial musics. Maybe we'll, we'll play a song on the outs. All right, y'all. Take care. Happy days. Keep wandering.